0: Today I want to look at divisions uh, within the parties. Um, You may get a question in your exam asking you to look at the splits, how the dividing lines between, within each of the political parties. Um, And um, you would have to talk about both the Labour and the Conservative parties of course, but uh, also the exam board would expect you to talk about the Liberal Democrats uh, if the question was on the major political parties. Uh, so you'd have to weave them in somewhere uh, because the the exam board does regard them as a a major political party. Now I think you can divide up any potential essay into three sections you can have as your first section the biggest split that currently exists between uh, uh, within the parties and that's uh, the split over Europe followed by uh, the second big area of disagreement within the parties and that's over the economy. And lastly you can have a a fairly broad section called social policy. Within this section you can include for example um, uh, law and order, education policy, uh, perspectives on things like gay marriage um, uh, and these are still dividing lines, probably less so, but still dividing lines between Uh, the major political parties. So let's start with Europe. The most important split I think between the parties is over uh, the issue of Europe. Uh, Ever since the 2016 referendum the Tories and Labour have struggled to find a coherent policy that could carry both their parties. The government of Theresa May has maintained a Brexit means Brexit rhetoric and throughout 2017 and 18, May suggested she was ready to commit to a no deal if her red lines were not met. However, the deal she brought back from Brussels sought to align the UK to a transition period that could keep Britain in a customs union for a long time due to the Irish backstop. Her party saw this as a failing uh, and many of her members, in particular the European research group, uh, saw it as a form of soft Brexit. Even the Remainers within her party and the soft Brexiteers could not really back the deal and so they failed to back it on three separate occasions and uh, we also saw uh, the defeat of uh, uh, the party, the largest defeat of the uh, of any party in living memory, uh, in the House of Commons. But also we saw the the resignations from cabinet of David Davis and uh, uh, Boris Johnson, but also Dominic Raab as Brexit Secretary after Davis uh, resigned, uh, uh, feeling that uh, the deal was uh, did not go as far as it should have. Uh, The split within the Conservative Party is really significant because the party is now torn between those who want a compromise with Europe and those like the ER ERG who want a clean break uh, Brexit. Um, The Labour Party is also pretty much disunified over Europe. Corbyn is known to be a Lexiteer, having voted on every occasion in the past against giving further powers to Europe. Uh, he reluctantly supported Remain, but since the result has resisted calling for, uh, from, uh, resisted calls from the Labour centrists like Keir Starmer and Tom Watson to commit to a second referendum. In fact, Tom Watson sent a, a tweet out yesterday where he described uh, the position of the party as sitting on the fence, and uh, he would rather have the party come down on the side of Remain voters uh, completely. Corbyn has uh, dealt with the divisions by, as we said, sitting on the fence and appealing to both sides. And both factions have really been angered by Corbyn's position. Uh, So around a third of Labour voters and 60% of Labour constituencies are in leave areas. And Corbyn fears that he will lose uh, the predominantly working class Brexit voters uh, who uh, have now moved uh, to the Brexit party. So the results, although I'm, I'm, I'm speaking before the uh, European Parliament results are issued, uh, but it's pretty clear that both of the main parties are going to do very badly uh, in, in these elections. Um, we also know of the split within the Labour Party where a group of Labour Remainers like Chuka Ramuna, uh moved to uh, form a new party, Change UK. And although the significance of Change UK is is probably uh, uh, overstated, uh, and it seems like they're going to do pretty poorly in these European Parliament elections, nevertheless, uh, it's significant because uh, it reduces uh, the uh, uh, the the size of the seat share of not only the Labour Party but also free members of the Conservative Party like Heidi Allen and Anna Soubry. Uh, left uh, to form Change UK. Um, When it comes to the counter view on Europe, the Lib Dems have the most coherent and unified policy. Uh, They've called for a confirmatory vote, uh, a a second referendum, and uh, this really helped them in the recent council elections where they successfully regained around 1,300 wards uh, and individual councillors. Uh, which they lost when they formed a coalition government in 2010 with the Conservatives. However it is fair to say that the majority of Labour members many of them young and and the majority of the parliamentary party including key members of the shadow cabinet uh, would rather reverse the referendum result and and the division is not as stark within the Labour party as it is as it is currently within the conservative party. And this shows that in modern politics, there is sometimes a division between the party leaders and uh, the rank-and-file, and and indeed, in the case of Labour, the parliamentary party. Conservative parliamentarians are also, on the whole, unified that there should be a deal. uh, And uh, in a recent indicative vote in parliament, they've all agreed, largely agreed, with the Letwin Amendment uh, that took a no-deal off the table. So although the Conservatives are split over Europe, it seems to me that the Parliamentary Party at least uh, would not stomach a no deal. It's also true to say that the divisions over Europe are often exaggerated. If you look at the long term, both the main political parties have had uh, an uneasy relationship with the EU. They both agree uh, that economic union makes sense, but actually historically, they've always worked against political union. So the Labour Party worked against the Euro and the Conservative Party really uh, saw uh, the, uh, the uh, treaty arrangements, the treaty amendments, in particular, of forming a constitution for Europe uh, was unacceptable. Another significant area of disagreement uh, is really in relation to the economy with both the parties split over how they view their stance on Thatcherite economics. The Labour Party under Blair's Third Way had embraced the market and the forces of globalisation. However, since the 2008 economic crash, Labour members have questioned the wisdom of a deregulated economy. This led to the surprise election victory of the new party leader Jeremy Corbyn, now, Corbyn is accused of being a left-wing socialist with a commitment to regulation, high taxation, more government spending, even if that means borrowing more money, and, crucially, re rail and energy companies. His brand of socialism has created tensions within the parliamentary party with two failed attempted coups against him. Now, these coups failed because... Uh, The membership of the Labour Party are firmly behind uh, Corbyn's economic uh, policies. Centrist Labour members, uh, sometimes called Blairites, believe that Labour cannot win unless it has a credible stance on the economy. Uh, Ed Miliband failed in 2015 because he could not convince voters that he had learnt from the last time Labour were in power and racked up large, uh, accrued large deficits. So that's one one big faction within the Labour Party, the division between uh, the centrists on the economy who are more Blairite and the left-wingers who call for more of a radical uh, economic policy. Now there is another faction within the Labour Party and we call them the Blue Labour faction. Um, It argues that free markets have failed uh, but calls for more economic nationalism and restrictions on on migration. um so unlike the left wingers who are more internationalist, uh, the blue labor faction believe that maybe there should be uh, more migration controls, and maybe we should prefer workers from the UK uh, over workers uh, from from the outside. Uh, and maybe we should protect, for example, the steel industry. British steel has has recently gone into administration. Blue Labour would argue that in order to safeguard uh, the employment of uh, the workers, uh, we should uh, we should put restrictions on uh, foreign steel uh, entering the entering UK market. So it's very much a nationalistic labour. Um, now, within the Conservative Party, there's a split between the Thatcherites and the One Nation wing of, of the party. Uh, remember, the Thatcherites are very much in favour of uh, free market, deregulated economies. However, the One Nation grouping argued that government intervention sometimes is necessary, especially on things like energy pricing or failing industries. Um, so, for example, when Anna Soubry was business minister, uh, she called for interventions even though the, uh, her party under David Cameron when she was business minister under Cameron uh, really argued that if an industry was failing uh, governments shouldn't intervene so she famously called for uh, intervention uh, when uh, the uh, when British still on the first occasion uh, was going to go into administration. Uh, there still is a, a very Anna Soubry left the party of course so did Heidi Allen uh two one nation conservatives uh but there is still um a one nation wing or a caucus was established within the conservative party led by amber rudd uh and um it calls for more of a pragmatic use of the state um and uh even the liberal democrats have dis- have disputes between uh economic liberals on the one hand so your orange bookers you call them and Social Democrats that call for more government intervention on issues such as welfare and uh, creating more opportunity. Uh, the Orange Bookers uh, were, were in ascendancy uh, before the 2010 general election and um, and uh, this uh, element of the party called for more classical liberalism um, and uh, in effect accepted uh, uh, the basic assumptions of Thatcherism. However, on the economy, there is more of a consensus within the parties on a number of areas. For example, all Labour factions accept the need to reduce the deficit. Uh, even the Corbyn wing of the Labour Party in the last election called for a manageable reduction of the deficit, and they called for a long-term manageable deficit, and so they would never, they argue, uh, have a, a deficit the size uh, of the Labour government in uh, 2010. Both centrists and left-wingers accept that borrowing in the Labour Party accept that borrowing should be for exceptional reasons and the, and the Corbyn um, uh, element of the Labour Party have called for borrowing just for capital spending not borrowing to, play, to pay for public services like the NHS um, both sides believe migration is crucial for the health of the economy and call for a managed migration after Brexit. Uh, the Tories have also found consensus on the reduction of the deficit and although there are debates about the role of the st- of state intervention, most now accept that there are some markets like the energy markets and railways where some government intervention is pretty necessary. Um, the Liberal Democrats can also be said to have less of, a, of a disagreements over the economy since uh, the coalition government. And uh, you would probably argue that the Liberal Democrats have moved in a more social democratic position when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the economy. Trying to take over that space in the centre ground that was left, that was vacated after uh, Labour was accused of moving more further to the left. Um, Lastly, on social policy, uh, the parties have a number of divisions. The Conservatives have splits over education policy. Um, Some argue that uh, grammar schools should be extended. Uh, Others argue that uh, grammar schools are quite regressive and and we shouldn't be moving back to the 1970s where we had a two-tier education system. There are there are still divisions within the Conservative Party uh, between the social liberals uh, and the so we call them the liberal conservatives and the the social uh, conservatives uh, who uh, like Jacob Rees-Mogg uh, who've got more socially conservative views uh, and believe in traditional family values uh, and marriage being a union between men and women. Um, this is largely reflected now in the party membership uh, who are, the average age is 58 and uh, they seem to have more socially conservative views uh, um, and, and less, are less in tune with the more metropolitan views of the conservative leadership. Uh, many of these members also believe for example that migration has diluted British culture um, the conservatives are also split over issues of law and order um, Ken Clark famously said prisons don't work uh, and he was responding to Michael Howard's original statement that prison works um, and that's a traditional conservative view which has always been quite strong on law and order so these uh, divisions are quite significant between the more liberal conservatives who feel but there should be a relaxation of um, uh, of uh, uh, how uh, the 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 government treats uh, prisoners. Uh, so to call for more rehabilitation um, and uh, and those who believe in in more of an authoritarian state with more punitive laws. There's also splits within the Conservative Party on civil liberties. So we've got the runny me Tories. Uh, who campaign for a lot more of a libertarian view towards the state Um, uh, and so they campaign against more uh, the May's snoopers charter the internet uh, that the internet should be a deregulated space and should be free Uh, they believe that uh, we over legislate when it comes to Uh, hate speech for example and and there should be more relaxation there should be a relaxation when it comes to things which are not going to create real harm in society and they call harm harm should have a very high threshold Um, um, uh, they campaign against uh, the removal of the human rights act and so both Cameron and Theresa May had called for the, the uh, the repeal of the Human Rights Act and and they believe that's a step too far um, so you know we've got a diverse range of conservatives who we would call libertarian or uh, runnymede conservatives uh, but they do you know those splits still remain within the conservative party recently Esther McVeigh established the um, blue collar conservative faction it's probably not going to get very far but but her argument is that um, if conservative, if the conservative Party is to win, it needs to appeal to the uh, the sort of small C conservatism of the, the British working class and the lower middle classes, and her argument is that you know the the party should move away from the social from social liberalism to a more uh, sort of uh, socially conservative position uh, on issues like migration and on issues like same sex marriage. Uh, So Esther McVeigh's faction is is probably one to look out for. Um, On social policy, however, the Labour Party are more unified. Uh, It's fair to say the blue Labour faction within the the Labour Party uh, campaigned for faith, family and flag and suggests that the Labour Party has in effect betrayed its traditional roots by adopting more liberal metropolitan uh, sensitivities. So they characterize the Labour leadership as as falafel-eating uh, vegans um, who are out of touch uh, with uh, the uh, again the small c um, uh, conservative values of the British working class uh, who tend to believe in in family values and and tend to have very strong Christian ethic and tend to be deeply patriotic uh, and so uh, when the Labour leadership call for for uh, for Trident to be uh, to be uh, uh, deconstructed and not to be renewed, they think this goes against uh, what uh, traditional Labour voters believe in. Uh, they argue both for they uh, argue that the left and centrists within the party have adopted identity politics at the expense of the traditional working classes. However, the extent to which social policy is now a major dividing divide line really is exaggerated, probably. Um, on, on a recent vote in Parliament on, on teaching sex, uh, relation, uh, same-sex relationships in primary schools, only, uh, uh, there was only 21 votes against and there were over 500 votes for uh, the notion. And so uh, it seems to me that uh, Parliament is becoming more socially liberal um and it's probably the case that voters are less inclined uh to vote for political parties uh on social policy um even blue labor is seen to be a smaller faction now within the labor party um and uh, the liberal democrats really have very few divisions uh between themselves on on a uh, on on social policy uh, they would probably prefer a more relaxation on on certain drug laws, for example, so I think the the biggest divisions within the parties uh would be divisions on brexit and the economy, and I think these are substantial divisions. It's probably fair to say that these divisions are going to uh going to continue for a long time to come and uh, we may be seeing a realignment in British politics now that's difficult because of the first-past-the-post electoral system uh, but it's very possible that further splits uh, within the parties are going to be forthcoming and so you may get a, 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 a split within the Labour Party between the left uh, and the more centrist wings um, and uh, that may lead to a realignment uh in the the traditional two party system and you may get a split within the conservative party between in effect uh the brexiteers the hard brexiteers and the remainers um and and this may happen in in some t- you know in in the future especially since uh both the economy uh and uh brexit in particular has uh, divided the parties and continues uh to 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 do so.